I think he's he's uh, lawn mowing my window. It's like rocks to shatter. <laughs> His name's Mariano, and whenever he's here, I go, "It's me, Mariano." You say that to him? <laughs> no, I say that to Gina. You start saying it to him. Um, what what uh? Do you know what country he's from? Uh, he's from Mexico. You're certain of that he's from Mexico, not yes. Guatemala. Okay. Yes. Because people like you are very famous for assuming that Guatemalan people are Mexican. I, I'm sure I've done it before. But I'm... <laughs> I'm Q. I'm Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. Dave, did you get invited? The big question that everybody wants to know is if you is if is who was invited to uh, Barack Obama's birthday party and whether or not you were one of the people. The pants party. The pants uh, party. I was not invited personally. Um, I, I missed out this year, unfortunately. So yeah, man, that's um, well. I mean, putting aside politics, if you got that invite, would you go? No, I don't think so. I would feel so weird. It would be a stressful moment. I would mm. go maybe to like do something. Maybe like see. I can't think of anything profound enough that it, that that I would go and like to to, to like um, convey my overall like. I have a very specific dislike of Barack Obama, and I can't think of the right way to um, like demonstrate that without mm. being completely misunderstood. Where yeah. like the, the headline would be like one of Barack Obama's party goers, lesser known podcaster from Miami, like uh, went in crotchless pants. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Was, was spotted at the bar. Was you gotta was was forcefully ejected from the Martha Vine the twelve million dollar Martha Vineyards uh, <laughs> compound after um, <laughs> after harmless sexual advances. Imagine if I had the uh, the opportunity as, as a co-host of a political podcast, basically what this is, and I I just without even telling you, I got the opportunity to interview Barack Obama, and then I'm like you. Surprise! I have a on mic interview with Barack Obama for us to play on Bird Road, and you're just like, no. <laughs> I'm like, want no, it. that's okay. We don't <laughs> need that. Terrible. We don't need to stoop to that level. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it was kind of funny that uh, over over on on our favorite website Twitter that the uh, I, I I don't know just been as things have just gotten worse and worse and worse and increasingly <laughs> dire mm-hmm. and dystopian. Some of the trending topics on Twitter are, I, I don't know how they are. Like right now, the top, for me at least, the top trending topic is like, again, this episode, if you're hearing it in the future, this episode is August of 2021. We have been dealing with COVID for 18 months at this point. The top trending topic is experts say masks are safe and effective in preventing spread of COVID-19. Wow. In August... Of 2021, so very, 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 very cool that that's where we're at. Um, Yeah, I mean, like some of these, like yesterday, the trending topic all day for me was about Rand Paul, Kentucky, the Kentucky senator, libertarian um, sort of uh, gadfly, I suppose. I didn't know he was in the news. Yeah, he he was in the news for. he he came and said he came out and said basically like don't listen to anything the CDC says. They can't arrest us all. What were it was his quote, and uh, 
<laughs> helpful. So definitely booking my next trip to Kentucky very, very soon. Um, and uh, I guess people came back with like photos of him, press photos of him getting vaccinated mm. as I guess an own or whatever, like as if, as as if hypocrisy is a thing that registers anymore. Right. As if like there's any as if there's any gotcha with stuff like that anymore. Like, oh, mm. you got him, shit. And then like all this this cavalcade of fact checkers, who probably the the lowest form of journalism, but, but like e- even below like listicles or like whatever that the shit that like people used to make fun of BuzzFeed for in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like whatever th- those galleries where you, they get like 25 clicks out of you because they have like a different page on every, they like, can't put l- it all on one page. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- fact checking the fact checkers, PolitiFact and all that shit is a lower form of journalism than that. Mm-hmm. even lower. It's Cause what, uh, I mean like for a million reasons, but in this case it was because they, um, and those people have like some sort of direct line to Twitter where they're able to just like make a topic trend that has no right. organic interest like nobody actually gives a shit because yeah, yesterday second the... it goes up it's trending immediately yeah it's trending come on like it's like netflix's top 10 which we've talked about before like, yeah okay sure i'm sure everybody's watching um come island or whatever <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say the kissing booth three but sure <laughs> what is the kissing booth three i, I think it's I, th- I think that's a thing i think it's a very popular series and there were two before it there were two three. before it yeah. Um, so no, but what, what ended up dominating the, um, my, at least for me, cause it says for you on this, uh, page, what was dominating yesterday was a fact check that that was actually a photo from 2016 of, of, uh, Rand Paul getting, um, a booster vaccination, which to me, a booster vaccination for hepatitis. And mm. for me, that kind of like. Like, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's misleading. And it's like, I know, but he's still getting a vaccine. He's actually getting a booster shot, which suggests that he's gotten more vaccines in the past. Right. He's not anti-vaccination. Right. The positioning of this debate or this public imbroglio, whatever you want to call it, is that here's a senator, one of the 100 most powerful people, 100 and something most powerful people in, in the United States legislature. And he, here he is coming out strong against CDC recommendations, which include vaccination to his largely libertarian right-wing, um, you know, conservative base of people who follow and listen to him, urging them not to do anything that the CDC tells you to do, not to follow the CDC and to get arrested instead, or that, you know, you won't get, that you won't, they can't arrest us all. That's, that's his statement. And then just independent of that, somebody is sharing photos. People are sharing, we're sharing photos. Of the guy getting a vaccine, which I think I'm pretty sure I'll have to fact check myself, but pretty fucking sure that the CDC recommends that you get uh, vaccinated against hepatitis. So, sure. and oh, what now, because it was five years ago that invalidates the hypocrisy, which it feels like it feels like we're like burrowing. We're, we're in one of those like MC Escher staircases where mm-hmm. you just keep walking in a circle. And you, it looks like you're walking upwards, but you're you're just walking in a circle. Well, it's just it's just pe- tr- like people constantly trying to win. It's all right. a game. It's just win, 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 or lose. Right. The That's fact it. checkers are like, "Ooh, you didn't quite get the the perfect win on that. You, your fatality wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a perfect fatality. It, you know." So, um, yeah, I uh, Tre- trending for me is four loco. By the way, what is four loco? Is that a drink? It's a yeah. I think it's like an energy drink. 
my um my my wife my spanish-speaking wife whenever i would back when i used to be addicted to uh, mountain dew um <laughs> and uh you're actually i'm actually still I, I have to be honest i'm still an addict to mountain dew you you never you never stop being an addict you only go into recovery. have you tried Zevia's i'm a recovering mountain, addict of mountain dew what mountain zevia i think they call it or mountain rain or some shit it's really good that's like my favorite like keto soda it's what so kind good. of soda it's, is it? Is it a citrusy Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew type shit? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for, for someone as like hardcore Mountain Dew as you, you might not like it. I don't know. But for me, it like it tastes like it. I didn't mind the diet Mountain Dew when I first started, the sugar-free Mountain Dew when I first started keto. But then I just kind of moved away from it. I didn't need it anymore. That's now I, I have my little indulgence now is um diet uh, sugar-free diet sun-kissed, which I'll have like mm-hmm. one of those a day. And other than nice. that, all I drink is water and coffee. But, nice. Um, <laughs> and calm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> of course, but, uh, no, the uh, okay, so like my, what I was gonna say about my wife is that when I used to drink that, she used to just like look at it so, out of the side, corner of her eyes and be like veneno, which is Spanish for for venom, which is like you're just <laughs> drinking venom, and um, and you're laughing because you know her and you know how that uh-huh. would come out of like oh, of yeah. her mouth, and uh, and I was thinking about that the other day when I was driving by this huge, you know, those um, billboard trucks that are just made for advertising, basically. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was advertising a uh, a new energy drink, just called Venom. Like <laughs> it's just the name <laughs> of the drink in like the Monster Energy Drink style font with like the splatters and the like, you know, extreme, mm-hmm. you know, uh, aesthetic built that's into it. That's the future, right there. That, that's it what we're gonna get like, back how to. How long eventually. until there's how long until there's just one that's like piss or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, that is kind of it's funny though, piss. Because <laughs> speaking of piss, uh, mm. I, I, that's what that's one of the things I wanted to talk about this week with you is um, instead of just kind of rehashing all of this bad news, which there's so much bad news. Obviously, the IPCC report came out. Did you follow that story at all? I feel like that was like a only on Twitter story where it was like basically announcing the end of the world officially being here but nobody actually talking about it outside of like social media yeah other other than like a uh yeah tweet or two i, I haven't seen anything about it whatsoever right yeah, me, yeah i mean like i saw a million tweets about it but nothing mm-hmm. in real life like no yeah i mean i don't know that's that's one of the big problems that they talk about when it comes to uh humanity's ability to like take on take on climate change uh man-made climate change is like we are you know and i'm oversimplifying this but like we have evolved to be the kind of creatures who can if we if we have a challenge in getting food immediately we figure out a we're we're able to you know use our minds to figure it out if we have like a wolf attacking us we have a, a mind to figure that out um you know if we have immediate peril right in front of our eyes or a challenge getting across a you know a canyon or something we're capable of building bridges right we're like one do you of the think few... i could figure out a way to get across a canyon no, if i had you to never figure anything out. <laughs> you so couldn't fucked. figure any a single thing out ever in your life <laughs> i don't know why you would ask me a question like that the point stands though <laughs> what's the point again? i don't know <laughs> no so the um like we can we can handle more immediate threats but abstract big threats that are like global that we could that we have the power i mean like we have the power to start using different you know energy like stop pulling carbon up out of the ground like we have the ability to do that we could like we're not it's not a mystery we know how to stop climate change but we can't do it because we can't process these abstract larger 
uh, well, at least half of us, at least, uh, can't process these um, larger abstract concepts, even when they become less abstract and they turn into fire on your front door or when mm. they turn into, you know, uh, a fucking dust storm that's like flattening your house or whatever. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I guess like that I, IPCC report, it's just nothing but bad news, which is not really that surprising. I guess it's just that like some of the big headlines that came out of it is that are that including that we are way more responsible for the climate change of the last 150 years than we initially thought human, mm. uh, we being humans, not me and you, not bird road, but like, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure we do our part too. I'm sure. Um, and we, uh, we also learned that, um, like it's, it's the, you can't unfry things, mm-hmm. you know, ism. It's just like, it's done at this point, yeah. which we kind of also knew it's like, nothing's really gonna, I mean, like you can, uh, another takeaway from the report, which feels tacked on, it feels like somebody in public relations or in the communications department just kind of slapped it on at the end. But it's like, we can still prevent a worst case scenario like, you know, which is like and it, it's it's like i can tell that that was just something that some some either a communications person or like a flack or some consultant was like no no listen you guys you got to give me something yeah <laughs> there has the to be hollywood something. happy ending they got they test audiences aren't gonna like this so. Right. Or at least the Hollywood the Hollywood ambiguous ending where it's like you sure. think the character is dead and then like the cliff the the last shot of the of the of the movie is or the post credit sequence is just like a hand grabbing uh, up onto the cliff or coming up out of the coffin the rock and pulling shaking his... at the end of Batman v Superman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly the thing I'm thinking of like Uh-huh. Which by the way, why did that happen? He was dead. <laughs> Well, because he was going to They brought him back to life. Power. So why was yeah. the rock shaking at the end of Batman v Superman? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm holding you responsible for that as a DC <laughs> apologist on this show. I, I um, don't know that I'm that, but... Uh, I'll, you know. I'll, I'm just... I'm just <laughs> um, Back to pissing and piss. The word pissed. What I'm seeing a lot... Okay, here in Miami, at least, and here in Florida, we are railing against a lot of the decisions of our governor, um... Ron DeSantis, because we're, you know, even even those of us who are sort of Republican or independent down here, we're not on board. Uh, they are not on board for the most part with DeSantis's brand of, of politics. And also, we don't like when this Republican, um, you know, like just commitment to to uh, ideology when it actually butts up. Even even the people who like DeSantis for owning liberals and, and being like uh, the closest thing to Trump that that mm. there is right now even the people who in miami at least or in, in in places like miami even the people who like that don't like when his trumpism comes home to roost in their life and in their household and we're seeing that here where um oh like unanimously with only a few very loud and very obnoxious voices disagreeing unanimously people are calling for um are calling in, in south florida at least for more restrictions uh you know some kind of plan to deal with this explosion of the of the delta variant and in, in throughout florida it's literally nowhere it's not worse anywhere on the fucking planet than it is here even yeah. in clark county where you guys are where like nobody is vaccinated at least there just aren't enough people for it to be that bad here right. it's you know in miami we have great vaccination rates but in the rest of the state it doesn't matter if the rest of the state doesn't do it and you're in a very sure. populous state you know where 
like, I mean, we have 3 million people in our county and then the county right above us has 3 million people. And then three counties up from there is 3 million people. And then there's like 5 more million people above that. Like yeah. it, there's a, it's a huge population density in Florida. It's not geographically. And you still have the tourism like Vegas. And tourism where people are coming in from everywhere. But mm-hmm. by the way, Florida has also become the like destination spot for the worst people in the fucking country. Like <laughs> it's sure. the new, it's the new, like, what is that in, in Missouri? Branson. It's the new Branson. Whereas <laughs> which, the thought by the way, of the people the, that travel there, it just, oh, it just grosses me out. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It, my point is, going back to piss, mm-hmm. is that one of the like strains or growth outgrowths of all this horrible, you know, oh, you know, Ron DeSantis is sending his kids to a school where um, masking is required, but he's eliminating mask requirements or, or you know, doing everything he can to uh, prevent mask requirements on a county by county, district by district level. Uh, that's one big pain point, obviously one that my family is dealing with and trying to, um, you know, crusade against, frankly, mm-hmm. it, you know, uh, mass in public places, um, the cruise line uh, vaccination requirements or testing requirements, all of these things where he's falling on the side of, you know, pro, like we talked about before, he's a very pro COVID governor and he's butting up against people and there's rancor and there's anger. And even beyond Ron DeSantis, there's a billion things happening in this world. The news is bad right now. It's in one of those like uh, sort of mental liminal spaces where everything feels bad and everybody feels like shit if they're paying any attention to things. And one one unfortunate one thing I want to talk speak out against is the tone policing that's happening online. I don't know if you've seen any of this, Dave, where people there's there's a, a, a new thread of of I want to call it kind of like apologia or people who are, or just people who are like unintentionally maybe running cover for some of the worst impulses and worst faith or bad faith um, actions in the country mm-hmm. where a lot of liberals are, are tone policing people's anger where people will be pissed off and expressing their pissed off idness. their their the, the fact that they're pissed off yeah. and Sure enough, a lot of, and I don't want to like single anybody out. First of all, because there's so many people doing it. There's so many sort of like liberals out there doing it. And and uh, and second of all, because um, because I just don't want to like beat up on any one person. But like, hey, let's keep this conversation civil. Hey, let's uh, make sure that we stay focused on this issue. Hey, nobody's children should be brought into any any uh, conversation. And it's and all of these like tone tone policing measures that are telling you that it's not okay for you to be pissed. And what I'm here to tell you is that it's okay for you to be pissed. Be fucking pissed. It seems like an evolution of the uh, it's not okay to punch a Nazi crowd. Right. It's it's that it's that. But uh, it's the same to, to all the news, basically. Right. And what's funny is that liberals over the course of the entire Trump administration eventually came to embrace the ethos that it is okay to punch a Nazi. Like they, yeah. they, they eventually did come because I guess the sins have to become so apparent and egregious that um, for 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 them to allow that righteous hatred to manifest, mm-hmm. they have to feel it too. Yeah, but I I would just say like. If you're pissed off, it's okay. Don't feel bad about it. Don't like give yourself more mental anguish about being angry. 
your anger is justified. Your anger mm. is good. It's a, a a warm candle. You know, warm your hands around it. It's it like protect it, covet your anger. It's it's righteous. It's virtuous, and it's a good thing. And um, yeah, will it can it get to a point where it's like deleterious for your life? Yeah, absolutely. But guess yeah. what? The entire fucking country is deleterious to your life right now. Every yeah. single person in charge of anything in this country is deleterious to your life right now. People, every single person in a position of power is either more interested in maintaining that position or interested in fucking you over and getting something out of their position of power at your expense. And you should be pissed off about that. You should be furious about that. You mm -hmm. should be in the streets beating the shit out of people. <laughs> That's the bird road way. <laughs> the bird road way. Violence. <laughs> no, but I mean, look, there's, there's, I'm tired of hearing people get tone policed. I'm tired of people, you know, telling other people the way that they should express their anger. Um, and I, I don't know if you've seen any of this or not, but like, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's doubly infuriating. It's like, it's already annoying enough that it's already bad enough that these material conditions are sort of falling apart around us. And now like we have to follow these like bylaws about the way that we're angry about that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should it should be a, a no brainer that you're allowed to be angry when everything is going to shit. So like, it, it's just one one extra level of pushback that people really shouldn't have to deal with. Yeah. So don't let your tone be policed. Fight back. Push back. Go to the take to the streets. I. It's funny because like. We were talking about. I wanted to follow up a little bit, just like for a moment, on the SOS Cuba thing. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you know, you know, one way to tell that something was totally an authentic, uh, you know, outpouring of um, of revolutionary, uh, you know, protests and demonstration, throwing off the shackles of a uh, of a brutal dictatorship. You know, one way that that's um, that you can tell that it's super authentic and real is that it lasts precisely eight news cycles and then completely disappears. It's gone, just gone, completely <laughs> gone. Everybody's like, I, I would I would swear that this that the entire thing. Usually, I blame the CIA or U.S. interests for whenever there's like stirring up rancor against um, uh, stirring up rancor against uh, you know, U.S. non um, non client states like like Cuba, and uh, I, I, this time I think that there's actually a different culprit. I think that based on what I've seen here, my reporting here in Miami, is that um the the real culprit behind it is the big uh uh cuban flag car uh, car flag industry mm. because that's the biggest they must have sold a hundred million of those fucking things i, over I saw one of those here in vegas uh, just no way week. you saw a cuban flag one yeah nice nice um yeah it, it, that's the that's i <laughs> i mean like the only thing that changed substantively is that the makers of those flags are a little bit richer today than they were two months ago? Yeah, and that's it. That's it. It's a there, good there, plan. The the those protests, quote unquote protests that happened in Cuba, were mostly bullshit. It was all of the outpouring online, as we've reviewed in the past, turned out to be just mostly manufactured and coming out of think tanks in South America and shit like that. Most of the um, the righteous indignation from the um, the you know Miami exile community or whatever was mostly just kind of the same 
sentiment that they've had for for 60 years and again they're like they're a politically important minority that people that the politicians defer to a lot but politicians don't actually do anything for them like nobody's mm. actually helping them quote unquote free cuba or whatever it's There's just no end game to any of it the end game is just like on election day hey remember how how tough i was on cuba how i was there with you in front of uh, versailles with uh holding up a a Cuban flag that I just bought for fourteen ninety nine from a vendor, like that's that that's what the end game is. Is just like re- Republicans saying, "Hey, remember us? We were the ones that we're the ones that are always tough on Cuba." And um, so you know, again, it's it's a very delicate calculus. If you are able to shave off just enough um, Cubans in Miami to vote for you in a presidential election or like a statewide uh, Senate election, um, U.S. For, for the U.S. Senate, if you're able to shave off enough of, of those uh, voters and appeal to them enough the way that Donald Trump did, the way that I guess Marco Rubio and Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis do, like if you're able to get get just enough of that South Florida chip away at that, that, that Democrat stronghold down here, then you're going to win statewide, just like Trump mm-hmm. did two times, just like Rick Scott has done three times, just like Ron DeSantis will probably do again next year. Marco Rubio has won several elections here, like that's and that's the way to do it. Just kind of chip away at the at the at, at the at the liberal stronghold of South Florida by you know appealing to the voters there on the Cuba issue, and nothing else matters to them, and that's it. Yeah, it's a nice little formula. It works every time, I guess, right? Yeah, except with Obama. That was the only time. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. That's the only, like, big statewide uh, Democrat that I can think of. I mean, like, we've had, like, you know, for instance, like, you know, Secretary of Agriculture positions have gone to Democrats. Like, right now there's a, a Democrat, Nikki Fried, sitting in that um, in that chair. But the only big win statewide that I can think of for Democrats since I've lived here, 16 years I've been in Miami, since I've lived here, the only one has been Barack Obama in 2008 and 2012 winning the state. And Barack yeah. Obama was a very unique animal. I mean, like he was just this runaway popular celebrity figure, which is what he's turned into now. Yeah. Barack Obama must be like the the you must hate him too because he's just like a, a Netflix thing now. He's just <laughs> he's turned into like a net a Netflix executive basically. Basically. I mean, he's fine, whatever. I mean, He's a, he's a likable person, you know. Wait, what can you say? You know. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> he's a celeb. I'm over here, I'm over here trying to get pussy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he looks good in the pictures in uh, People magazine when yeah, he's like that's, surfing and that's or all, something. That's what he's made to do is to just yeah. look good in yeah. pictures and uh, be like worshipped by people who would never <laughs> want anything to materially improve. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I've got, Dave. What do you have? I got nothing, man. I uh, I've been um, just catching up on on movies lately, as usual. That's that's my thing. So yeah. I, I got I got nothing but movies to talk about. But uh, I don't know. Is is there any uh, any other things in the news that are happening? How about this from the Miami New Times? All right. Vice City Rift. Division in Miami Proud Boys chapter leads to membership split. So folks might not know, or they might know, listeners of this program may may or may not know, that uh, the unofficial 
I guess unelected. I don't know what what kind of internal pro- processes they have, but like the leader of the the Proud Boys, the like right wing um, paramilitary like militia drinking club, uh, who basically are mostly um, just interested in. I, I think I think like they're very interested in like if if like if man cave culture became a political organization that right. pretends it's not a political organization, that'd be the Proud Boys, basically. It mm-hmm. would be like the the Proud Boys are like the look on on the face of your dumbest friend when he shows you that he has a um a little mini fridge in his uh in his man cave <laughs> that he can keep beer in. Like if 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 you were to just t- take that look and uh-huh. turn it into a political philosophy. Mm-hmm. Bro, check it out! Look at this shit. Every Crazy. person who's ever uttered the words "badass." That's, yeah, a four, uh, a forty-five-year-old guy who like, who's, who's like, I don't know. There's so many different types of these guys. Like, <laughs> a, a guy who had like at some point maybe a decent, promising career and um, got in over his head on a, a lease on a Range Rover that he can't afford. And now, like, all that's left of his life is the Range Rover, which is an albatross, and he has to pay, like, 800 bucks a month for it. Um, like, that's Proud Boy culture. Or F1, sure. uh, like, $150,000 F-150s. That's that's Proud Boy culture. Um, nice. nice stuff. The top, being the top salesman at Verizon Wireless. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's, like, <laughs> that's your blue-collar credentials. Is uh, that you're the top sales guy at Verizon Wireless? We um, need those people. Yeah, I guess we. I guess we need those people. I guess. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, just like everything on the conservative sphere, um, the Proud Boys have become very Florida centric, right? They are very strong down here in 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 Miami specifically. Um, you don't really see them a lot, but like they'll pop up in the weirdest of places, like the SOS Cuba campaign uh, uh, pro, uh, protest. They'll pop up on like pro republican rallies they'll pop up at trump rallies they'll pop up all over the place that you would places that you would kind of expect them to but they are they are like florida is lousy with them it's it's just like filled with them and just like any organization that gets big now they're experiencing some growing pains so from uh joshua savalas's um article in the miami new times which came out yesterday i believe a rift in Miami's branch of the far-right Proud Boys has caused a split in the organization's ranks, one that has the Miami-based Proud Boys chairman, Enrique Tario, considering leaving the chapter he helped found. I have some interesting thoughts on Tario in a second. At a meeting on the, uh, on the night of Tuesday, August 3rd, several founding members of the Vice City Proud Boys chapter, which encompasses Miami-Dade County, voted to leave the chapter and create their own, Tario tells New Times. Now, more than half of the group's original members have split off to form a new Proud Boys branch which will split territory with the remaining Vice City members. The name of the new chapter has yet to be announced. So this is a quote from Tadio, the leader. Personalities clash, but eventually that's a good thing in the end. We have a bigger chapter, and this is just part of the growth spurt. Um, but a former, a former Proud Boys member of the Vice City chapter, who spoke with the New Times on the condition of that his name not be published, says it's the organization's growing public profile and frequent association with public vi- political violence that has pushed it further into radicalized territory and created schisms among local members. He says the newest members uh, have a greater penchant for starting for starting conflict as more ethno-nationalists and violent mm-hmm. groups infiltrate uh, violent groups infiltrate that group. 
this is a quote from this unnamed um, member. The Vice City chapter is full of straight-up thuggery, mafia gangster crap. In July, they had five guys in the vetting process who are active members of the Latin Kings. You've got mm. chapters, and unfortunately, the rest of us don't condone this, where Nazis have gotten in. They don't recognize Proud Boy leadership. But who's going to tell them no? So there's a lot of funny stuff happening with this, I, I think. Number one is that the um, that that this fringe political ideology, they try to call, tell, say that they aren't a political group, but they so clearly are. Like they're mm. affecting political outcomes. Even later in the group, that, later in this story, it says that Dario is running, is uh, mulling over, I guess, another political run in some office. Um, he got... In 2018, he got like 0% of the vote in uh, the Republican primary. Uh, He might have gotten more than that. I don't know. It was like, it was nothing that registered though. It was was paltry numbers. But I guess he's, he he and other Proud Boys, this article mentions, are um, trying to find ways to inculcate themselves into into more formalized political structures. School Mm -hmm. boards is a big target. They want to get onto school boards, these people. Um, And what I think is funny is that this fringe thing that a lot of people... A lot of people said, don't worry about them. They're fucking silly. They're stupid. They're dumb. And, like, that's a really easy thing, I think, to say from, like, Brooklyn or from, I won't even say L.A. Because there's a lot of them in L.A. And they do some fucked up stuff, particularly in, like, Orange County near nearby. And uh, in places like Santa Monica. And there's a lot of Proud Boys. But, like, a lot of, like, the media sphere or the kind of people who follow this stuff, the D.C. and New York media, for them, the Proud Boys are most, mostly a punchline. And something to laugh at, something to mock. But uh, as they're, they've been laughing and mocking at this, admittedly, very f- funny and mockable group that is just begging to be made fun of. Um, as they've been doing that, in places like here, I don't know if you guys have this in Vegas too, but places like here, this shit is blowing up. And it's attracting that that group that you and I have talked about before. The disaffected, like late millennial, or I say, I guess like geriatric millennial, whatever they want to call it, like right. ages 35 to 40 guy who, this is the archetype that has become a, a, a punch, again, another punchline for a lot of like media narratives. But you and I know these kind of guys, mm-hmm. these guys who are like, they, they're 35 years into life and sh- nothing has really worked out right. They yeah. don't have anything going. They're seeking community and then the traditional ways that they would have built community in the past, um, you know, either through, uh, you know, a job, um, a labor union, um, some sort of like a, like a church or some other community organization, right? Uh, something that would have helped them build up a family and and achieve a, a type of life that they still idolize in their mind or that they, that they still sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? that they still visualize or that they still uh, personify in their mind. Like, oh, I'm supposed to have, by now I'm supposed to have a couple kids. By now I'm supposed to have a wife. By now I'm supposed to have a house. I'm fucking, I don't even want to say the like, the trite living in my parents' basement thing because it's so overplayed. In reality, these guys are just like living with roommates or they're in some precarious living condition or they make some decent money at their job, but the job, the, 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 all of the social, uh, influences that they've absorbed over the course of their 20 years being adults 15 years being adults has put them in a position where like you're this is as far as you're gonna go making 70 grand a year being the top salesman at verizon and owning a hundred and forty thousand dollar you know f-150 truck sharing um you know a nice place a nice apartment a decent apartment an average apartment with like two of your buddies and you, you know 
failed relationship after failed relationship. You fall. It's like all of this stuff is is very stereotypical, and it's been like, um, it's been crudely drawn on social media as people in places like Brooklyn and DC make fun of Proud Boys. But for a lot of us who live in places like this, these guys are real and they're out there and they are really disaffected. And that should a is few different home. choices, and that could be you know where we end easily, up. easily. I was definitely that you could you could consider, and like I could say now, like no, I definitely have enough compassion and love in my heart that I would never have like taken up arms or you know fought against marginalized people, or I probably never would have like picked up a baseball bat and gone into the streets and fought against Antifa. Just like I would never pick up a baseball bat and go fight alongside Antifa. I'm just probably like ninety nine percent. We're adults. Like ninety nine percent of the of the country, I'm I'm just not somebody that's ever gonna do something like that. Uh so yeah, like a few different choices very easily. If how about this? Imagine if Barack Obama, as cool as he was, and with all the cachet he was, just and also being the opportunist that he is and always has been, just saw an opening by like, you know, the cosmic uh the cosmic chance of geopolitics of the moment in 2008 what if his his opening was on the right to run as a republican mm-hmm. and he was mr cool cult of personality obama but on the right instead of on the left right and he was appealing to people like 2008 me and 2008 you and we we're like yeah you know what this is a good brand of politics let's get behind it um you know I, you start from there and i could easily draw a line where people like me and you would have ended up as you know proud boys Sure. With single too, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still living with each other. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, I mean, Our a lot of this stuff would be awful. The podcast would be, but it would have a thousand times more more listeners. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, the other thing too is for all of these guys, it's an easy cheat code. All you have to do is be able to string together a couple of sentences, and you can get. If, if you're conservative, you just get you immediately get money dumped on you. Yeah. Like the, there's like a thousand. Heritage Heartland Institute, uh, George we'd be, Mason we'd be, University. We'd be advertising like ball shaving equipment and stuff like that. We wouldn't even have to advertise. If you listen to those, to those, a lot of those conservative shows, you're what's curiously absent is like there's no Patreon and there's no um, advertising. And you're like, wow, how are they putting this show on? And it's like, it's just because they're getting dark money dumped on them because they, they like, it, I mean, like, all they have to do is align with, with, like you know liberty hangout or whatever or fucking uh, uh what's the other one turning point talk or turning point usa or whatever all of these like there's a there's so much money in being a conservative mouthpiece there's some money in being a liberal mouthpiece mm-hmm. unless you're like literally in brooklyn and you know the same like 30 guys mostly guys the same 30 guys that, like there's no money in doing it from the progressive side like right. you can be a grifter, I guess, which is like the new favorite word that everybody uses where, um, you know, like this Sean King guy who have you heard about this guy or no? A little bit. Yeah. So I guess he's people are pissed at him because he bought a really, really expensive house in in New York or Long Island or some shit like that. And um, it's more of that gotcha it, stuff we were talking about at the beginning of the show. More of the gotcha shit. Winning. Where he uh, he's generally he just kind of makes his living as a as an activist journalist as like a you know, a race focused journalist. And, and, um, there's a funny through line with him too, connecting back to this Miami new times article about the proud boys that were 
kind of going down on a tangent or going off on a tangent on. And that is the Rachel Dolezal effect, which do you remember Rachel Dolezal or no? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Rachel Dolezal, who was um, famously uh, part of a part of a, a local uh, and I believe it was an NWCP chapter um, and turned out to be a white woman masquerading as a black woman. Yes. There are photos. I'm not going to look, I'm not going to besmirch anyone's name, but one of the, primary talking points about the proud boys over the course of the last uh however many years since enrique tario has been a prominent member of it is enrique tario is um is if you look at him he is a man with color okay he has color like darker melanin to his skin mm-hmm. um which it's very reasonable to assume that he's a black man or afro latino afro uh latino man um I don't want to try to like dictate what anybody's race is or identity or anything like that. I would never try to do that. All I'll say is Google Enrique Tario's arrest uh, photo from when he was um, when he was younger because he was arrested for I believe it was Medicaid fraud or Medicare fraud in 2012. Uh, it's pretty clear that he's I don't know. You draw your own conclusions. I say Google try to find the photo of Enrique Tario when he was arre- arrested. And I believe it was 2012 and um, <laughs> for Medicaid fraud, when he, by the way, uh, based on public records and, um, and investigative reporting, it's known that he became a Fed at that point. He became an informant for the FBI, curiously arrested, uh, quote unquote, arrested mm-hmm. the night before the January 6th attack, which he was in town for. And um, somehow he was the only one that got kind of like scooped up. The night before all of that shit went down. Mm. It's very weird. Very, very strange. strange. Yeah. How yeah. does that work so, out? How'd that work? So, yeah. Anyway, uh, him and then this Sean King, another one where people will post. Again, I don't want to be the guy that's like trying to tell people that they're not black enough or like doing the Joe Biden thing where it's like, you ain't black, Jack. If, you're, if, you, if you ain't voting for me, you ain't black. Um, <laughs> obviously, Sean King probably voted for Joe Biden. But like uh, Enrique Tario clearly did not. I don't want to be the guy trying to tell people what race they are, but I also think it's important when somebody tries to put themselves out either on the left as a progressive quote unquote grifter who's raising all this money for racial justice, quote, you know, again, quote unquote, as a black man, uh, making money off of the names of dead, um, dead black people who were killed by, uh, by police, mm-hmm. which is the case in Sean King, which is Sean King's case. He's paying himself very generously out of, um, these these funds that he collects because paying himself at least enough to be able to buy that house and i see that criticism i understand it i hate that everybody on the left who has a house is called a grifter like just for owning a house i don't like that but i also don't i also don't support anything about um about sean king you know paying himself with these like gofundme funds that he's getting for the families of different victims of police uh, uh police abuse and at the same time, on the right, you got guys like Enrique Tario who use their identity, their purported identity, to say, like, how can Proud Boys be racist? Right. I'm the leader. It's impossible for us to be racist. Yeah. Uh, when, again, you can find pictures out there that cast a lot of, um, cast a lot, I'll just say they cast a lot of aspersions onto, they cast, they cast a lot of doubt as to the veracity of those claims. Sure. Um, 
So anyway, I guess my point with this Proud Boys article is it's funny. These guys, you can laugh at them if you want. If you live thousands of miles away from the, where they are. Uh, I still laugh at them even though there's probably a couple of them on my street. Mm-hmm. I would guess there's probably a couple Proud Boys here in right off Bird Road. Bird Road is one of the top spots for Proud Boys to hang out in. And um, I guess good for them. But like we're stuck living with these people. And uh, there's... The, the the every this new times article does a thing that a lot of articles do um when when they talk about this subject the proud boys which is they present it he the reporter sabalos he presents this in a very straightforward manner nothing factually wrong but just by how ridiculous this group is it comes off as kind of silly mm-hmm. just by like how absurd and they're like ridiculous internecine fights that they have with each other about exactly how racist we're allowed to be in public and shit like that. Like it, 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 anybody who reads this article will walk away thinking like these people, these guys are a joke and um, you know, they are to be laughed at. And I just, I do think they're a joke and I do think that they're to be laughed at, but I just don't think the joke is, is, is that funny when it's like this close to you. Mm. And this is like, I guess the same thing with you having to live, you're going through a lot of this right now, like living in Vegas, surrounded on all sides by this like libertarian ideology that will burn the earth to the ground mm-hmm. rather than be allow itself to be discomforted for one fucking moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. Every everything is is just you know things are going to uh, go back to the way they were or else we're we're going to we're going to take it all down with us that's kind of what everybody out here seems to think yeah and i remember that 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 energy from las vegas it's a different brand of conservatism mm-hmm. than what's what 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 gets brewed out here out here it's much more like the the party boy proud boy type vibe like where it's like we're just a drinking club to <laughs> hang out, you know, like and and yeah, maybe we might do some gay bashing, <laughs> or like maybe we might, <laughs> if you know, it comes maybe, to it. maybe if you get your hands on our Discord chats, yeah, there's like four thousand n words in there, mm-hmm. sure, like uh, but and maybe we are also in the case of uh, I mean, in 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 many cases, uh, committing assaults and doing crimes, like sure, but mostly we just like to have fun over where you are. It's like this sort of like Western, not just geographically, but like in a, in a kind of like a, a cultural way. It's like this Western, uh, I don't know how to like, like a, like a cattle rancher. Type. Yeah, Everybody what was, thinks was the guy's name? Bundy? The, uh, Bundy, yeah. The, Amon the Bundy and, and yeah. yeah, the Bundy family. And they ran for office out there, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And, um, what's funny is that like they, their gripe wasn't that bad of a one. Like the, their, the Bureau of Land Management is an overreaching evil entity. Sure. But, I mean, they're more evil. Yeah. <laughs> they're more evil. I don't know what to tell you. Like, they're, they're just as bad. They're like horrible, horrible people. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know how you reconcile those two things. And I, I guess we, we're in, now that we're like kind of locked in with each other since like they're, they're making it, again, uh, impossible to travel internationally or move around very easily. Like, you can't even get around the cities anymore because of, like, the other day I was driving around Miami just trying to find something to do. And everywhere I would drive down the beach, places that I don't usually get to go to that often just because I don't live on that side of town, driving around the beach, driving up through, like, uh, Wynwood and stuff like that. 
And I was just like, everywhere I would look, it just was visually unappealing. I was like, I don't want to get out of my car and go into this restaurant. It looks like, it looks like death. Yeah. It looks like fucking death. I'm not going anywhere except the movie theater, and that's probably death too, but it is what it is. If they're open, I'm going. So You died doing what you love. That's right. <laughs>